You're listening to the free preview episode of On Belief, a podcast about cults by Karen Geyer. To hear the entire episode, go to patreon.com forward slash Karen Geyer, K-A-R-E-N-G-E-I-E-R, and sign up. It's only $5 for the entire series. This is On Belief, a podcast about cults by Karen Geyer. Season 3, Episode 11, LDS and Queer Kids. We've already heard from people who have left the LDS church on this show. What we haven't focused on before is what it's like in a high-demand religion such as Mormonism when you don't fit the mold. Specifically, if you are queer questioning or trans or gay. My guest this week is Lauren Vega. She has a website called themodestytalks.com and she's here to share her story of leaving the LDS church. Welcome, Lauren. Lauren, were you born into the church? Yeah, I was born into the church. Um, My mom's side immigrated to the United States in the 1800s, sort of with that first wave of uh, Mormon missionaries going to England. So that's how they ended up over here. And then my dad said they're not Mormon, um, but my parents divorced when I was young, so I was raised Mormon by my mom. What was it like for you growing up in the church? Did you have to do Sunday school? Did you have after-school activities that were tied to the church? What did that look like for you? Yeah, yeah. There are sort of two different realities within Mormonism. Uh, the I feel like the top layer is very much the sort of stuff where if you look in on it from the outside, you're kind of like, well, they're just sort of a slightly more strict religion, you know, like, um, so that layer, it's like, okay, we had three hours of church every Sunday, we had um, family home evening on Mondays, which is when you would get together as your family and uh, do like a scripture lesson and stuff and like an activity and stuff like that that was based around the church. Um, we would have our mutual activities during the week, which were when you would go to church with like your age group and do some sort of uh, like spiritual lesson and then like what was supposed to be more of a fun activity. Uh, but for young women, usually that was stuff like, you know, list all of the qualities you want in your future husband or bake cookies while the young men got to like do like archery and stuff like that. So that was always disappointing. Um, And then like, you know, during the summer we would do like camps and stuff like that. But on a day to day basis, it was just a lot of um, not really knowing my place in it all. I guess, because there were just so many rules that I couldn't really, I've always been a highly analytical person, and I could never really figure out why it mattered if I took a sip of my friend's iced tea, you know, Um, or why it mattered if it was 100 degrees out and I wore a tank top or something like that. So, you know, it just, it was, it's a lot of rules that they say are meant to you know allow you to draw closer to god but when you peel back that top layer and you go underneath it's a lot more than just that garden variety religious stuff it's a lot of controlling behaviors i know that this answer varies from person to person so how 
deeply into it was your mom? Was she strict? Was she really a rule follower? Right. Yeah, that's a great point. Uh, every, you know, everyone's experience with Mormonism is different. My mom was really interesting because she had, she was definitely a lot closer to like the Mormon level of uh, dedication than with like some other religions, but she was less strict than a lot of my friends. So she kind of just had rules she would pick and choose. So she was really strict on tithing 10% of her income. Uh, even though we were living in poverty, she was really strict on not drinking coffee or tea, following the word of wisdom, which is their dietary guidelines. Um, she was less strict on things like uh, making sure that we went to church for all three hours every week, but then strict on going to the activities in the middle of the week. So it was actually kind of difficult to navigate growing up because um if you are Mormon and you don't participate at the level that culturally you're expected to, then that can alienate you from a lot of your fellow members. Um, but then in my house, so we were already not participating at the level that people thought we should. But then in my house, it was a constant, is this rule okay? Is Do we follow this rule? Did it change because it's a Tuesday or my mom's in a bad or a good mood? <laughs> like, So it was a lot of just like back and forth. Um, a lot of the stuff was we did strictly adhere to. And then some of the stuff, um, which I suspect was just if she personally didn't like it, then we didn't have to do it. Did you face any discrimination from other Mormons because you were a child of divorce? That's a great question. I would say it was, well, I, I don't think it was discrimination so much as, I guess it was a form of discrimination, but like a really pathetic form, like people would feel bad for you or, you know, when my sister and I would disappear for three weeks, every nine weeks, uh, and we get back and, you know, our, our young women leaders who would teach us every Sunday would always like come up to me and be like, so like, are you doing okay? Did you do okay with your dad? Like, it's just, it's a very, they weren't, they were never like rude, but they definitely did not know how to deal with um, divorced, like children of a, a family. Yeah, you know what I mean? Um, they didn't know how to deal with children of divorce, but it was a weird situation because divorce isn't it's not like against the rules and like plenty of Mormons are divorced, you know, it's just that there's that expectation that you have a strong nuclear family. So it's like, even if they have seen divorce over and over and over again, they still don't quite know what to do with it. We've talked about this on the show before. If you get divorced as a woman in the LDS church, you uh, don't have a path to heaven until you get remarried. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, that starts at a very young age. Like I think I mentioned earlier, I remember being in Young Women's, which starts at 12 years old. And one of our church activities was making a list of all the qualities that we want in our future husband. Obviously, no allowance for being queer or for choosing not to get married. We, I, you know, that's there's also a fairly obvious line from that belief to those activities I mentioned that we would do where um, I remember begging, I begged for years for them to allow us to do an activity where we could learn how to change a tire on our own. 
because that by that time, like I, you know, I was driving to school and driving to work and I was like, we've been learning how to bake cookies for, you know, five years now or whatever. Let us learn something that we can use to help ourselves throughout our lives. That's something that they drive into you from a very, very young age that, you know, you have to keep yourself pure for your future husband and you have to um, make sure that you're dressed appropriately because you don't want to cause men to sin. And you also don't want to turn away righteous men because then you'll never get married. Did your parents ever remarry? My mom did. Yeah, Uh, she married when she got remarried a couple years after my parents divorced uh and he was mormon as well but sort of on the similar similar lines to her where they just pick and choose rules with abandon based on their mood did you ever spend time with non-mormon kids as a kid i had a couple of friends growing up who weren't mormon um but they were always I remember it took me a long time to get my mom to allow me to have sleepovers with a non-Mormon friend. Uh, And, uh, you know, I had a a friend who was Baptist growing up, who was a close friend of mine. And the reason I remember that is specifically because she was one of my only friends who wasn't Mormon. Uh, And uh, uh, because, you know, the church teaches, this is what's tricky about it and what a lot of people who are in it don't really understand until they start to like engage with that process of leaving is that a lot of the the cultural rules don't ex- explicitly line up with what is taught from the pulpit but it's sort of like a wink wink nudge nudge kind of thing like from the pulpit they'll say like surround yourself with people who share your standards they won't explicitly say do not hang out with non-Mormons, but they say surround yourself with people who share your standards and you'll never be, and you won't be tempted, that kind of thing. So obviously the natural reaction to that is to surround yourself with Mormons, which is what I did. Were you aware as a kid of the worldly stuff that you were not supposed to engage in or have an understanding of like from pop culture? I was, I was aware that they existed, but I was a super, uh, um, the, the nickname in Mormonism is a Molly Mormon, like someone who follows all the rules to a T. Uh, so I was more strict than my mom growing up even. And, uh, until I hit like 16, 17 and I started to realize like, I don't have to be this way. <laughs> so, uh, but up until that point, like, yeah, like I knew that certain things like South Park is a huge no, no. And The Simpsons is usually a no-no. And I, you know, I knew that they existed, but I had never seen a single episode of them. Um, Music, my mom really liked Top 40. So I was definitely, I'm, you know, definitely was way more aware of that kind of stuff. Uh, But I was too naive to understand what the lyrics meant on most of it. I had no idea what I was singing along to because we were so sheltered in that regard. So what kinds of activities that were tied to the church did you participate in as a kid? Right. So we would, that was actually a more significant amount of our time than actual religious services. And we would, uh, because, you know, the idea was if you give these kids enough activities with their fellow 
um, church kids and supervised by fellow church members, then you don't have to worry about them going off and, you know, doing something else with someone else. So uh, as a, as a girl and as a young woman, it was a lot of the kind of stuff that I mentioned earlier. Like they would set up for us to go to, to go to learn how to like have a baking night or to learn how to do like some sort of like crafting activity. Um, we would do a lot of like baking, like bake sales and fundraisers and stuff to raise money for our church camps, that kind of thing. Uh, not a lot of the, and then the, the big ones, uh, the only big ones that really stand out to me at this point, because generally I was honestly just so bored. Um, I should have realized way earlier, but I was so bored at those activities that most of them don't stand out to me. Uh, but the ones that do are those ones that, uh, they seemed like fun activities, but they were really just indoctrinating us, uh, like the, you know, future husband qualities list I mentioned earlier, or, um, you know, drawing, having like a coloring night, but you're drawing like your future family and that kind of stuff. Uh, we did a lot of things that basically just, we would have like sewing nights and learn how to, to like alter prom dresses to make them more modest. Uh, so it's a lot of that stuff that is like, you know, stuck a few decades back at least, uh, that didn't have a religious message, but definitely tied in to what the church was trying to do with us. How early on was it that you realized that boys and girls were being socialized differently? That's a great question. I would say I the first time it really stood out to me was when I was 12. And like I said, that's when we entered, that's when we got split off into the young women go to like women's classes. The young men go to men's classes um, for one hour of that block. And we started doing our activities separately at that age. And so that's when I actually got to really see in a structured environment, this, these are the activities they have women do, and this is how they teach women. And these are the activities and how they teach young men. And through talking to uh, the young men who were my friends, that's how I got to learn what they were taught in Sunday school or what they were told at their activities it was a much different look at life than what we were taught in the women's classrooms. Uh, and our activities really just were reflections of that. You know, the men got to go do active stuff. They were always camping and things like that. Not that you could ever get me to go camping, but I would like the choice. Um, and they, you know, they did all that kind of stuff. They learned self-sufficiency. Um, the Boy Scouts used to be super big in the Mormon church before they, before the Boy Scouts decided to be more inclusive. Uh, so the young men were always doing that kind of stuff. And the young women were doing the kind of stuff that I mentioned earlier that was basically all like, how do I be a really good wife when I grow up? Um, and all of that just goes back to what the differences and how they were teaching us in those classrooms, which was to say that the men are the priesthood holders. Uh, they lead the family. They, you know, make the spiritual decisions. And they're taught that way where the women are meant to protect the spiritual uh, sort of like life of their family and to help their husband be righteous, basically. Did you ever have one of these experiences where you went to someone else's home and you learned something about Mormonism that you didn't know before you went to their house? Oh, my God. Yeah, I 
And it stands out. I'll never forget uh, the first sort of experience I had like that, just because looking back, it's remarkable how little I knew about how other people lived their lives. Uh, because, you know, in the church, like you're always told that the only, the path to, you know, true happiness goes through the church 100% of the time. And it's impossible to actually be really happy if you don't have the church. Uh, so I believed that because that's all I had ever heard. And I thought, oh my God, like, you know, everyone else's home lives just must be terrible and they must all be miserable. And then I went, uh, to a birthday sleepover at a relatively new friend's house. And it was just a normal experience. And the only difference was that her parents had a beer in front of the TV that night. And, they were having, they were, you know, fighting like my family fought and they were laughing like my family occasionally laughed and they were just a normal family. And that's what stuck out to me was that it wasn't this like hellscape that had sort of been implied and they weren't faking it because they had no reason to fake it. Um, and that was just counter to everything that had sort of been implied to me about people who weren't Mormon. Was that uncomfortable for you as a Molly Mormon? Oh my God. Yeah. I was, I was so uncomfortable and thank God my mouth was not as big before I left the church as it has become since I left, because I am sure that I would have embarrassed myself. Uh, I was super shy back then, so I didn't say anything, but I was so uncomfortable by those beers being out in the open, even being around beer. No one offered me one. I was like 13, but even having it in the same area as me was just like horrifying. Uh, in high school, like I had a pretty good friend who I really genuinely liked and was, she was one of those people, she wasn't Mormon and she was one of those people who, um, you look up to in high school because you kind of, you wish you could be as confident as them, you know? And I remember like she would tell stories about like drinking at the weekends or something. And I would just be like, I don't even, I can't relate to this. I don't know how to talk about this, but I don't want you to think I'm judging you. And that was most of my experience growing up was just me being really uncomfortable at trying to take up as little space as possible and not knowing what to say until the uncomfortable thing left. To unlock the rest of this episode, visit patreon.com forward slash K-A-R-E-N-G-E-I-E-R. It's only $5 to unlock over 20 hours of content.